are now listening to the place for unfiltered, no-holds-barred truth from the Word of God, The Remnant Report. I am your host, The Remnant Warrior. Here, you will learn what's really going on in this world we live in, as well as what you can do about it. Make no mistake, friends, we are right in the middle of a war for no less than your very souls. The enemy has spies everywhere and will certainly use every weapon that he has because he knows that his time is short. From the very beginning, God declared his end. From on Calvary's tree, we find forgiveness of our sin. So he who hath an ear... Let him hear. Open your eyes so now you can see. The king is coming in the clouds with ten thousand of his holy ones. To save the righteous, judge the wicked, and slay the prophet and the beast. So now, let's get this program started. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome to another edition of The Remnant Report. I am your host, The Remnant Warrior, a.k.a. Pastor Jeremy Anderson. And guys, I am so very, very blessed and thankful to be able to be here with you. I I know that this isn't live, and I really hate that I wasn't able to do this program live Friday evening, but uh, it obviously just was not the Lord's will, and I have been so very sick over the past four days that doing this uh, recorded version is absolutely the only way that I was able to do it. And I am thankful that I was able to do it this way. You know, I, um, I would much rather be doing the, the regular video edition, but this way I can show you guys the, the, every scripture that I'm speaking about I can show you all of the pictures and images and if there's a video which we're not going to be showing videos tonight but um, the news reports and this type of thing I will be able to share them all with you tonight's program is another prophecy revealed or excuse me um, revealing prophecy program and and I and this Revealing Prophecy Edition, we are going to be looking at the two seeds of Genesis 3, but we're we're not just going to be looking at the two seeds, we're going to be looking at the, the two seeds and the return of the fallen and the bringing about of the the one world government the new world order antichrist 
system that's being brought forth before our very eyes today in the media and uh, we can see it on YouTube and Facebook and if we turn on the news with the fires and all of the horrible things, this program was originally made to be uh, a 9-11, a September 11th um, anniversary program and we were going to be looking at false flags, we were going to be looking at uh, the Illuminati rituals revealed, we were going to be looking at Illuminati rituals through false flags, infiltration, and the bringing about of the one world government and religion, and there's several ways this has happened throughout the years. We know that um, things really ramped up in in 2001 on September the 11th when the biggest, most horrific false flag event was perpetrated by the Illuminati. People say it was an inside job. It was so much more than an inside job. Yes, it had to be an inside job for... um, They had to have people on the inside for it to happen. But what people failed to understand is it was one big satanic ritual. It was a ritual. All of these things are rituals. We're going to talk about that some at the end of the program. Uh, or, excuse me, on the last half of the program, we're going to talk about the, the the ritual aspect of it and the government aspect of it and that, that side of the prophetic that's taking place. But before we do, during this first half of the program, we're going to be looking in the Word of God. And we're going to see how... God really prophesied the end from the very beginning. And that was done in uh, uh, in the beginning in Genesis chapter 3. Guys, in Genesis chapter 3, the Lord prophesied the end when he told the serpent, you know, I... Um, I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. And it shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. And, you know, guys, this this prophecy was probably the first prophecy and you know I uh, I know that a lot of times we don't think about what it is actually saying but what it's actually saying here 
is that there are two seeds, two seeds plural and also two seeds singular. There are two seeds plural as in there is a serpent seed as a group of people and a woman's seed is a group of people and then there are two seeds singular fulfilled through the seed of the woman is fulfilled in Jesus Christ the seed of the serpent is fulfilled in the beast of revelation the antichrist and You know, to save time, you know, we're just going to point out that the serpent seed was further implemented. The first implementation of the, the seed of the serpent was when Satan's plan for the watchers to fall down to earth and mate with human women and they bored the Nephilim, the giants. The Bible says in Genesis 6 that the sons of God and it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth that da and daughters were born unto them that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man for that he is also flesh yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children unto them, the same became mighty men which were of old, men of renown. So remember that. That's Genesis 6, 4. Remember, I want you to remember the last half of Genesis chapter 6 verse 4 and they bare children to them the same became mighty men which were of old men of renown there were giants in the earth in those days and also after that those days are before the flood and also after that is after the flood and those children were, they became mighty men. The same became mighty men, which were of old, men of renown. So remember that, men of, which were of old, men of renown. And, you know, we're going to, we're going to look further, um, the, 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 The seed of the woman, it was, of course, first brought about through the children of Israel. You know, Adam and Eve had Cain and Abel. Satan tried to thwart the prophecy when Cain killed Abel, and Cain was cursed. But 
the Lord had other plans, and, you know, I don't know why Satan thought that that would stop anything. When thus saith the Lord is, when something is thus saith the Lord, it is going to come about, and Satan should know this better than anyone else. But anyways, uh, Seth was born, and then, you know, on down the line until the children of Israel and the children, the nation of Israel and the nation of Judah, and then eventually just the nation of Judah, all the way up until our Lord Jesus Christ fulfilled the prophecy of the seed of the woman. He became the singular seed of the woman. And we see here, this is the second part of our our three-part look into the Word of God on these men of renown from old that we're going to be looking at, these two seeds. We're going to see these two seeds because we're talking about two things tonight. We're talking about both the uh, the two seeds being the we're talking about the beast system being coming into place, and that beast system is the system of the Antichrist, the, the seed of the serpent, singular. He is going to have a one-world government and a one-world religion, and that is... Exactly, you guys, you just have to excuse my dogs. They're barking in the background, but uh, there's nothing I can do about it but except for apologize to you all. My wife's going to be coming in in a few minutes, and when she does, um, hopefully they'll stop barking. Regardless, um, we're talking about the infiltration of the church, the infiltration of the body of Christ, because that is one of the ways the enemy is trying to set up this end times system, this new world order beast system, because it's we know that it's a one world government, and also a one world religion. We know this. So, we're going to look at the one world government part. That is the second half that we're going to be looking at in the second half of the program. The first half, what we're talking about now, is the one world religion. That is done through infiltration. With that in mind, we're going to go to Matthew chapter 13 and hear what our Lord says. Now we know that there are two seeds. That's what we've been talking about tonight. The two seeds. The first prophecy ever prophesied by God the Father in Genesis chapter 3. And the second uh, passage of scripture that we're going to be looking at tonight regarding these two seeds is 
Well, first, allow me to say, I skipped over something, and I apologize for that. All throughout the Old Testament, we had both seeds, uh, plural, the, the, both people groups, the seed of the serpent, the serpent peoples, the, the serpent nations, and the seed of the woman, the one nation. Um, the children of Israel being, well, I guess they split up into two nations, Israel and Judah, but they were still one people. And out of Judah is where the seed of the woman would ultimately, uh, the prophecy would ultimately be fulfilled, which is why the uh, the rest of the children of Israel, um, when, they, when they sinned against God, you know, God... God allowed them to be scattered amongst all the nations, and he divorced them. With the children of Judah, the nation of Judah, you know, he, the tribe of Judah and Benjamin that made up the nation of, ben, the nation of Judah, the Lord put them into captivity, allowed them to be placed into captivity when they were um, conquered by the Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar, but eventually he restored them, and then our Lord Jesus Christ was born, but all throughout the Old Testament, the children of Israel were being infiltrated by the, the, the children of the serpent, the seed of the serpent, Crept in among, crept in amongst the seed of the woman, and tried to intermingle and intermarry. That is the the first thing that happened with the sons of God that came down in Genesis six. They intermarried with the seed of the woman, and then all throughout the Old Testament with the Israelites in the land of Canaan. Uh, they they went the way of Balaam. You know, they they intermingled and intermarried with the idolatrous, uh, you know, false. I don't want to say false in the sense. Uh, okay, the idolatrous little G God worshiping serpent nations. They intermarried with them. They were infiltrated by them and they mixed their seed they mingled their seed and, and we see this played out we see this talked about in the book of Daniel the book of Daniel talks about the mingling of the seed and we are going to see the fulfillment of this in our day because it is continuing. And I want to go now to the second passage of Scripture that I was talking about here in Matthew chapter 13, where our Lord Jesus Christ Himself, the fulfillment of the prophecy in Genesis 3, the actual seed of the woman, our Lord and Savior, 
is telling a parable. He says, Below, behold, a sower went forth to sow, and when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and some fowls came and devoured them up. And some fell upon stony places, where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up, because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and thorns sprung up and choked them, but others fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. And if we go down just a little bit, we see the Lord talking to his disciples saying that the the disciples had asked him why he spoke in parables and he said because the that they they the the disciples they heard what the Lord spoke and understood but the others they heard and understood not and he says, "But blessed are your ears, for they for uh, blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For verily I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which ye see, and have not seen them, and to hear those things in which ye hear, but have not heard them." Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower, and here is the parable of the sower. When any one heareth the word of the kingdom, and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one, and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which received the seed by the wayside. But he that received the sea into stony places, the same as he that heareth the word, and anon with joy receiveth it. Yet hath he no root in himself, but dureth for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, he is whereby offended. He also that receiveth seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becometh unfruitful. But he that receiveth seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it which also beareth fruit, and bringeth forth some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. And then our Lord tells the next parable, and the next parable is the most important, and it's the one which pertaineth to the, the prophecy of the two seeds, the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent.
Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven. Now, first off, what is the kingdom of heaven, friends? The kingdom of heaven is you and I. Anyone who is in Christ Jesus, we are in the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst, didst thou not sow good seed in thy field? From whence then hath it tares? He said unto them, An enemy hath done this. The servant said unto him, Will that Will thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, lest while ye gather up the tares, you root up the wheat with them also. Let both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together first the tares, and bind them in bundles to burn but gather the wheat into my barn. And we see in this parable that the kingdom of heaven is sowed with two seeds a good seed the sower is the man that's sowing is God he sowed the field that is the earth with man Adam and Eve and then the enemy comes up and He said he sows his seed down there with him. He sowed the tares here into the earth with the seed of the woman. Enter in the Nephilim. And the we know that all throughout the Old Testament the Nephilim and Israel were there. And then we, ha we get to the time in which our Lord is telling this parable. And, you know, in the New Testament, for the most part, we think we don't hear anything about the Nephilim. We think we hear nothing about them. But friends, that could be the furthest thing from the truth. That is the furthest thing from the truth. First of all, remember what I said in the beginning. Who is the kingdom of heaven? The kingdom of heaven is you and I. Anyone who is in the Messiah 
is in the body of Christ. That's why we call ourselves the kingdom. That's why we call ourselves kingdom family. And so now with that, we are going to go to our final passage of scripture tonight, which is in the book of Jude. And the book of Jude only has one chapter. So we're going to go to the book of Jude and, uh, you know, if you can turn to it, we're, we're going to start off in Jude 4 and verse 4. And the book of Jude, verse 4, tells us here, uh, well, let's just start off in the, in the very beginning with, with verse 1. Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ, and also the brother of Jesus Christ, this James and Jude were the half-brothers of our Lord Jesus. And it says, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ, and brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied beloved when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. And here in verse 4 is where we're really going to look at this. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to condemnation ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ I want to read that again for there are certain men certain men crept in unawares they came in unawares. Others were not aware that these men came in. These men were from old. They were before of old. They were men of old. And they were ordained to this condemnation. Well, friends, um, we're going to go down... Uh, to verse 6 and uh, we're going to see that verse 6 says and the angels which kept not their first estate but left their own habitation he has he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of that great day of the great day excuse me okay well the angels which kept not their first estate that are the, those are the sons of God from Genesis 6. And we know from the book of First Enoch that they were uh, they were um, 
reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment. They were put in Tartarus. And we see in in Peter that um, they are, it, it talks about them being in Tartarus. And also these uh, these people were of old, the only ones of old who were ordained to condemnation were the Nephilim. They were neither man nor angel, so they could not do anything but wander aimlessly on this earth. And we, we see in a an extra biblical account that the the evil spirits because well in first of all in the book of Enoch we see that these Nephilim after they died they were they became evil spirits, unclean spirits is what uh, the book of Enoch calls them and says that they became unclean spirits once they died. And we see that these unclean spirits are what we now know as the demons. But that was the original Nephilim. In... The Old Testament, we know that these Nephilim nations were interbred within the nation of Israel. The nation of Israel, the men married the Nephilim serpent tribe women, and they had children. And the men married the serpent tribe Nephilim men married the Israelite women and had children. And because of this, we see the, and also not only that, that is one reason why the the uh, Apostle Jude says that you know well during the apostle Jude's time when he's living and writing this uh there there were certainly nephilim people there these were people of nephilim origin of seed serpent origin of serpent seed origin excuse me and that's one of the reasons because they intermingled with the Canaanite and other uh, Nephilim nations. But also, we see um, the Edomites. The Edomites, which were the descendants of Esau. Esau married a woman from a, a Nephilim nation and... He uh, had children, which certainly were Nephilim offspring, 
are they I mean they may not have been giants but uh, we know that uh, they definitely had some of the Nephilim characteristics and some of them were giants so you've got and also one important thing about the the Edomites the descendants of Esau after the nation of Judah was taken into captivity and when they well while they were in captivity the Edomites came in to live in the land they came in to Jerusalem to Judea to live and also when the uh, the kingdom of Judah was freed from Babylonian captivity the Edomites also came in and sojourned among them and the Herodians of Jesus and Jude and James's day and and even before them but the Herodians were the Edomites they were the Edomites and so you have Nephilim serpent seed people infiltrating physical Israel on two fronts from Edom and from intermingling or from intermingling and intermarrying with Edom and also the intermingling of the seed with the seed of the woman with the seed of the serpent with the Nephilim nations and so these people were very prevalent they were very prevalent all around the both the physical Israel and also spiritual Israel because by the time Jude is writing this epistle there is no physical Israel anymore Israel is only those who are in a co- the new covenant with the Messiah you know when Jesus Christ came we've learned that there is no Jew or Gentile there is only those who are in the Israel of God and you know if we go through the the book of Jude it, it's easy a matter of fact every time I have heard any commentary on the book of Jude I have never heard anyone mention what Jude is really warning about here I've heard uh, the Justin Peters types that only uh, look at the the clouds without water aspect of it as the um, false teachers who are coming in and absolutely uh, Jude is warning about the false teachers but for instance 
when he says here uh, in verse 7, well, first off, in verse 6, and the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved an everlasting change under darkness unto the judgment of the great day, even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set for, for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise, also, these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. So, Jude puts these people, he, he equates them with the angels that kept not their first estate, but also he equates them with those from Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them. You know, Sodom and Gomorrah, the book of Genesis chapter 6 says, Giants were on the earth in those days and also after that, before the flood and after the flood. Well, friends, the after the flood part of that is referring first to the Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah is the probably the the first place where we see the Nephilim and the tribes of the Nephilim and judgment coming forth from what could be a second incursion of the Watchers. Um, you know, there are a lot of good theories that have been brought about by smarter people than I am who suggest that there was a second incursion at uh, Babel that brought about Nephilim who were judged at Sodom and Gomorrah. But in any case, guys, I want to make the I want to make this about more than just the Justin Peters type, the way they make it out to be, it's only about the false teachers, the clouds without water aspect of it, because Jude is speaking about something far more sinister than just your average um, charlatan who is teaching doctrines of devils now don't get me wrong that in itself is evil and the reason they're called doctrines of devils is because they come from the devil and the serpent seed these people who have been infiltrating the church ever since Jude's day and ever since the Messiah's day they really started their infiltration campaign ramp up with the Roman Catholic Church with the the 
Council of Nicaea and the founding and beginnings of the Roman Catholic Church and then for oh my goodness for 1500 plus years they have continued to infiltrate the body of Christ and there has only been a remnant who has remained true and who has not been uh, who has not been compromised by this infiltration of the seed of the serpent into the church friends I want you to look at the things happening all around us that are happening in our churches all the time the way that they've got our churches shut down right now do you think that would be possible that the government would have been able to just shut the churches down if the churches themselves were not full of the same people that Jude was warning the church about. These people crept in unaware. They're in the pulpits and they're in the pews. And that's why your modern 501c3 government churches have been brought to heal. They have been deemed non-essential and the church leadership has not been fighting it. Now you've got some, but they're few and far between. The ones who are truly not paying any attention to, to this ridiculousness from the government are those in the remnant. Those in the remnant have paid no heed to the ridiculousness from the Luciferian government telling us that we're no longer essential. And I'm thankful for that remnant. You know, the Lord told Elijah when he was broken and just defeated, when he thought that uh, Jezebel had killed all the prophets and that he alone remained. And he was just, just crying to the Lord that uh, he was the only one left. The Lord told him, that he had over 5,000 men who had not bowed their knee to Baal. The Lord has always got a remnant, friends, and I am so proud to be a part of that remnant. Brothers and sisters, if you are listening to me today and you are not a part of this end times remnant, friends, let me tell you something. Your time is running out. 
your time is running out. For the sake of time, because we've only got less than 15 minutes, we're going to go right now and we're going to look at some of the things that are being done. We talked about the, the absolutely awful events of September the 11th that showed, I mean, that brought down the, the two World Trade Centers and killed thousands of people in the name of a ritual, a satanic ritual. You know, we know that that happened. And so many other false flag events, so many other infiltration events, Illuminati, Luciferian rituals have happened over and over and over again over the past 21 years or 20 years, I think, yeah, like 20 years. And the biggest thing now, the new 9-11, is this, this pandemic of, and this, this is another ritual, and it is consumed in ritual, guys. It is consumed in ritual. I mean, look at the the mask. That's one big ritual. The the standing six feet apart and having to ritually wash your hands, getting everyone in line to take a vaccine that could potentially change their DNA. This is all planned. All planned. And guys, just as soon as I get over this illness, I am going to go live with you guys probably this Friday, which is only a few days away. And we're going to revisit this issue, but we're going to do it on a prophecy aspect of the actual we want to look at the actual fulfillment of the serpent of the seed because guys we're going to look at this in this last few minutes of this program Israel is currently on lockdown right now and they the top leading Israeli rabbis are claiming that they are having talks with the Messiah right now. They claim that they are currently talking with the Messiah. Well, we all know that that's not the Messiah, that's the anti Messiah. Whoever it is they're talking with will be, he will certainly be, not the Christ, not the seed of the woman, but his opposite and his enemy, the seed of the serpent, the son of Satan. 
And I'm going to show you who that is Friday. Now, I'm not going to show you who it is in uh, modern times. I can't, I can't, I could only predict. And we've, we've, we've done shows predicting uh, who the Antichrist could possibly be as far as who had the best um, qualifications in a man. But we're going to go and see if we can find the name of this first beast of Revelation as far as what scripture calls it. And then we're going to look and see if we can find a man alive on this earth that may one day be inhabited by Nakash himself. A man that will one day be inhabited by Satan. Well, tell me, friends, if Satan, if the Nakash, if the enemy, the devil, is a fallen angel, which he is, he can't physically uh, possess someone. He really can't. Um, there are a few cases in the Bible, um, like in... Uh, the case of Judas where it says and Satan entered into him but you know that that was something else and we can talk about that maybe a little in the live stream in the episode Friday but what we are going to look at is the one way that Satan can enter into a man and that is through his seed Satan the serpent Nakash would literally be inside him if he was serpent seed. Or we could see that serpent seed could mean something totally different and that Satan enters into him could mean something different. Um, and we could see that uh, the, the modern day... Um, modern day uh, it could mean something that would go along the lines of a modern day incursion if you would of the watchers you know how um how that happened or it could even be the way that the the nephilim of old they enter into people through uh all the time because they are these unclean spirits that are cursed to roam the earth with all the lust of the flesh but no way to uh, satisfy these lusts and they are constantly uh, wanting to possess a body and I don't 
think that that would have anything to do with it, friends. I really don't. But I'll say this. These uh, unclean spirits, they are serpent seed. They are already the seed of the serpent. So if in in like the case of the Osiris rising ritual if you remember the episode we did talking about the Osiris rising the raising of Osiris with the Antichrist if you remember that uh, that program it talked about bringing in the spirit of Osiris from the underground, the underworld into the body of a king, a ruler and the raising of Osiris ritual was meant to bring in the spirit of Osiris into a future king that would one day rule the entire world and if that indeed were the case, then because that quote-unquote spirit of Osiris would be serpent seed because it would be one of the spirits of the fallen Nephilim, then it would still make the Antichrist, if you would, the actual fulfillment of the prophecy in Genesis 3 of the seed of the serpent. And I want you guys to truly listen whenever we talk about this Friday because it's going to be something that will be eye-opening to say the least. I hope that what you've heard here tonight was eye-opening enough and I hope that you will take all of it and keep it with you and just meditate on it throughout the week and bring it back with you next time. That is going to end this week's program. So for the Remnant Report and the Next Chapter Radio Network, I am your host, the Remnant Warrior, saying good night and God bless.